Welcome to the Are You Writing podcast, the podcast where writing arts interns explore all things writing. Uh, my name is Connor Buckmaster, and I am the head intern for the writing arts department. My name is Matt Berrien. I'm a sophomore within the writing arts department. My name is Morgan Riccobeni, and I'm a senior in the writing arts department. And uh, today we're going to be talking about graphic novels, their history, and try to answer this question, are they literature? So. Uh, first, we should define what graphic novels are. Uh, graphic novels uh, bridge the gap between art and literature. That's kind of the way that I try to contextualize it. Usually graphic novels tell some type of narrative or story uh, with the visual help of um, some type of uh, graphics or artwork. Yeah, it's, it's very important for there to be like a visual element to graphic novels. Sometimes um, I've seen different, like, uh, I guess graphic novel scholars, as you could call them, um, say that a graphic novel should really be like cinema on paper. Mm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you always need to have that like interplay between mm -hmm. text and images for it to really work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of confusion between the difference in comic books and mm. graphic novels. And it seems the consensus is that comic books are a collection of comics uh, just put together into one large book, whereas a graphic novel has usually one storyline, or at least comes together as one full story. Mm. Mm -hmm. And some people who criticize the name graphic novels uh, do so because comic books take on the form or take on the label of graphic novels. We'll get into criticisms. Um, in a little bit. So I think our biggest question that we want to talk about today is are graphic novels literature? And that can be talked about in different ways. It could be talked about in what specific attributes the graphic novel has that would consider it to be literature, how it's being uh, used and talked about academically. Uh, so what were some of the things that like you guys found when uh, researching and trying to figure out if graphic novels were literature? Well, I feel like it can be complicated, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, because there are some graphic novels that, you know, if I, if I was going to use maybe the kind of classic English books that you have to read in high school as the basis for what, you know, quote-unquote literature is. Um, they, you know, some graphic novels have the same depth of theme and, and character development and, you know, a, a clearly structured plot that the images and text are all kind of like working within. But then at the same time, there are some graphic novels where they do more just seem like a collection of you know, comic strips uh, with no real indication of plot and, you know, art, well, not to be harsh, but there, there, <laughs> isn't, there isn't as much, I guess, artistic intent mm. put into it, mm -hmm. I could say, but I do feel like it would be unfair to say that, like, no graphic novels are literature mm. if, like, there are some that exist, like mm. Watchmen yes. is, like, the number one example all the time of like a story that is in like comic book form but we call it like a graphic novel because it's like you know 
it's dark, it has a lot of theme, it has a lot of like really heavy themes, you mm. know. It's very uh, literary, you know, in the way it's presented. Mm -hmm. So there definitely are graphic novels that fit into the literature category. Yeah. But do all of them, I think, is sort of the question. Right. I don't think all of them do. But I do think that we can discuss the ways that they use literary devices. Mm. So um, uh, I found an article by Ashley K. DeLackey, titled Exploring Literary Devices in Graphic Novels. And mm. she was a fifth grade teacher who was uh, using graphic novels to teach literary devices. And she actually found that the literary devices she was trying to teach actually were easier to teach with graphic novels. Devices such as point of view, symbolism, tone, flashback, foreshadowing, because all of these things can be expressed visually. So uh, foreshadowing, the color could change, or maybe it could be a thought bubble, right? For um, point of view, you can actually see the action taking place, right? If you're looking through a character's eyes, you'll see what they see. If you're looking at the character, then you'll see them in, as the character, right? Changing the perspectives. And she found that within her group of students, they were identifying the literary devices within the graphic novels. I think one of them they read was Bones. That's, an, that's another very popular one, especially for younger, younger uh, audiences. She was seeing that they were bringing up these literary devices on their own mm. and discussing the intricacies disregarding the text almost and just looking at the visual elements and seeing how they actually depict these literary devices. It was super interesting and their students got a lot out of it. Mm. And she argues that it's um, a really great tool for teachers to use, uh, graphic novels that is, uh, to teach these literary devices. You see, and that was one of the criticisms I actually came across is that graphic novels aren't challenging enough, that it's mm -hmm. easy to see these devices used within the graphic novels and that part of what makes something literary is that idea of having to kind of sit with the text in order to understand it and mm -hmm. get something out of it, that it's part on the reader to kind of understand and come through this complicated prose into what is actually happening. She actually mentions that. She says that literary or graphic novels can be seen as uh, easy reads but when put into an academic setting that is when they can actually be uh, a lot of valuable learning can be taken from that and she actually talks about playing between the uh, between the tiles she says something like between those little uh, picture boxes right each of those mm -hmm. tiles um, reading between them and giving her students the ability to make the scene or what happened between those tiles actually come to life in their heads or to create those scenes. So I do think that graphic novels can be seen as such an easy thing mm -hmm. and something that shouldn't be taken seriously, but when you view it in, in an academic way, uh, at least in my research, a lot of um, learning can take place. Mm -hmm. I actually, um, this must be something that's like very prominent in like the discourse around this because I found like an article written like in 2012 
from like Giles Corin on spectator.com and he wrote like an op-ed saying that comic books and graphic novels are valuable pieces of media but sort of like you know what Morgan said they aren't meant to be regarded the same as like novels or essays or poetry he even has one at one point in the article he even says like you know you can read comic books but they're really just meant for kids or people who don't understand the books that they were taught in English class. Mm. So it's, it's so I feel like there is sort of like a kind of intellectual gatekeeping happening here, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, as if like you only reach literary level if it's very difficult for you to understand it, you know, if the, the easier it is, it's or the, if it's perceived as easy, I guess I should say, then it's sort of seen as like a lesser kind of work, you know? Mm. I see that same idea within prose writing and stories like genre fiction, where a lot of people just don't think it's kind of complicated enough or has enough meat to it to make it worth being called literary fiction. And I think literary fiction in itself is a genre, and a lot of different... Mm. Uh, graphic novels go by different genres, and I feel like literary fiction can be one of them. You actually did a little research on the definition of literary. Yes, I did. So the definition of literary is actually, and this kind of goes to what Matt was saying earlier, where some graphic novels are more artistic. The definition of literary is, without defining word, written work valued for superior or lasting artistic merit. Mm. Mm. But it's also defined as a familiarity with letters or books and knowledge acquired from reading or studying books. So I feel like if graphic novels are books and they have words to them and they have this different artistic element to them, if anything it makes them more artistic and Mm -hmm. more literary Mm -hmm. in that you have to interpret the images as well as the writing. That's true. Yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a very good point actually. Because I was I was thinking how you know, I feel like at this point in time we consider certain films to be very, you know, artistic, valuable within like the culture and learning. We could even call those films literary mm. using this definition mm-hmm. kind of loosely. Mm-hmm. But then you have the difference between like Citizen Kane or the Avengers movie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like if we're going to like classify the kind of merits of I guess comics slash graphic novels as a genre then like I kind of completely agree with what you're saying I feel like it's less about the format of it and more um, what's the actual content within this format because like you're right there are so many books that scholars professors critics etc kind of just toss off as being like you know, like, we have the whole, like, dime store romance novel trope of, like, oh, you know, people just pump those out for money and they don't really mean anything. They're mm-hmm. just, like, they're junk food for your brain, you know. I feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's basically the same with comics. Like, I don't see how reading, like, you know, an endless saga of romance novels is different than, like, buying a Batman comic. Mm. Like, both are fun and yeah. both are good. But, like, in a literary context, I don't think you're going to find many people, like, picking up any random Batman comic and being like, 
this is this is gonna win a Pulitzer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can bring academic eyes to what you're viewing. Mm. You know, you can mm-hmm. look at it through a literary lens and saying, how is it accomplishing what it's ar- artistically accomplishing? Mm. I found an article written by Jane Battens, mm. who outlines the literary devices of graphic novels and what makes a good literary graphic novel basically literary. And uh, she pulls three elements. So the first is that there's a good uh, tension between the visual elements and the textual elements, so one isn't heavily relied on rather than the other. There's some type of interplay between them. The visual elements add to the story and they don't take away and they properly show the action that's taking place, so that's another element. And then um, the combination of these two deepen the experience of the text. So if you were to take away the visuals and only leave the text, you would be left with half the book, basically. Mm-hmm. So she kind of sums this up in one sentence towards like the middle or end of her article, and she says, uh, quote, In the case of graphic novels, literariness does not depend only on textuality in short language, but on the specific use of visual storytelling devices and mechanisms at various levels. So it's using these things in tandem to deepen the literariness and the artisticness of the story. Getting back to what you were saying on the definition of literary is, is that it has some this artistic expression. And I think a lot of the backlash involves seeing images as literary and as a literary device because then that calls into question so many other types of media and Mm. the definition of what literature is becomes broadly not just words. Mm. Like one article I found was by Shannon Watkins and she said graphic novels are trending in English departments and that's a problem. Mm. (laughs) And one of the points she makes is that if graphic novels are considered literature, then what about like screenplays are considered literature and often read for classes, but then movies themselves are often not considered literature and it's a whole different field and it calls into question. So if images themselves are not writing, but then adding text to it, like putting on closed captioning, does that suddenly make it literature because it has words and images to tell a story using different literary devices and methods and some of those being the same image methods that graphic novels use Uh Mm -hmm. and I think it's a broader question of moving toward multimodality and the definitions of modern writing and there's a lot of backlash changing into that and Things like podcasts are <laughs> not considered writing by some people. Like it, yeah. it really just comes down to the definition of writing itself broadening. Mm-hmm. And I think graphic novels, if anything, are a small, te- a small step towards that. Yeah, I mean, I'll also like just to even like to, to further complicate that. I mean, the the prose written part of graphic novels don't just suddenly appear there. Like, the the writers have to write a script. 
you know, right. for it and then give it to the artist and the artist makes their own notes on the script, you know, very much in the same way the screenwriter gives the director a script and then they have to like interpret how they're going to incorporate the actual visual elements, you know? So if we've sort of already come to the point where, at least in some cases, a movie script is literature, mm. then is the graphic novel script also literature? And mm -hmm. is that where the, I guess, artistic value starts and ends? Or are we going to continue it into, you know, the this, actual comic? Because, right, the multimodal uh, version that we read. Yeah, because the, because the thing with comics and graphic novels, unlike, you know, a film script, is that you actually, as the reader, then experience that language kind of in a more personal way because you're directly reading those lines. It's not like it's being spoken at you right. from the actors, you know? So if the double standard exists, should it exist for a reason? Mm. Or is there sort of a superficial kind of like barrier we're putting between them? You know? I feel like where the line ends is also very blurred in general because a lot of critics obviously say that because it has images that makes it not literary but then there's novels that have images that aren't considered graphic novels and they're perfectly acceptable like the invention of Hugo Cabret by Brian Selznick that was published and won awards and was taught to me in class in middle school because it was such a modern form of a book and it was doing something completely new. It was telling a story mainly with pictures and this was seen as some kind of like feat that they had um, used pictures to tell the story and that's what graphic novels are doing and yet they're considered not literature yet. The invention of Hugo Cabret won awards for being literature uh -huh. and it's very confusing too because it's not defined as a graphic novel by Brian Selznick himself. He says it's not exactly a novel, not quite a picture book, not really a graphic novel or a flip book or a movie, but a combination of all of these things. And then at that point, what does that mean to graphic novels where it's kind of a combination of all of those things yeah. as well <laughs> often? And I feel like it's just the term graphic novel that people tend to have an issue with. That's, um, that's a good point. Yeah. Totally. I, I think that this comes down to that definition of literary and literature. That yeah. They're almost in conflict with right. each other. And to go on to, just to jump on to that topic of uh, graphic novels and their definition, uh, the creator of Watchmen, the creator of V for Vendetta, the uh, fantastic Batman uh, comic book, The Killing Joke, the creator Alan Moore, uh, talked about his dislike for graphic novels, the term at least. So on the, on the term graphic novels, he said, quote, it's a marketing term. I mean, it was one that never had any sympathy with me. The term comic does just as well for me. The term graphic novel was something that was thought up in the 80s by marketing people. So he clarifies that the term graphic novel does fit for certain things, such as his book, Watchmen, uh, such as Moss, um, and other things, but what the comic book industry had done with graphic novels is complicate things and make things 
much more muddier just by combining comics together. And that kind of goes back to our earlier conversation on the difference between comics and graphic novels in that, you know, a graphic novel is something that uh, he says is, uh, it has dense structure, it's, its size, its scale, and series of themes, things like that all qualify something as a graphic novel, as something that should be taken seriously as literature. However, just slapping some comics together and calling it a graphic novel mm -hmm. shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I read a lot of comic books in my free time, mm -hmm. not gonna lie. <laughs> but I think what Moore says here is really interesting, and it, I feel like there's a lot of validity to it. When I started reading comic books as, like, my own hobby, I would notice that there would be stories like like Spiegelman's Mouse that would very much feel like it, it, the reading experience was very similar to if I was reading like Wuthering Heights in an English class or something, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's dense but it's also very like delicately structured and you know there's a lot of literary devices that we've grown to be familiar with put into it. But then if I was looking for more reading, I'd find like, um, you know, like DC Superman Volume 3, mm -hmm. Curse of the Red Death Planet or something, you know? <laughs> and it, it wouldn't have that same kind of, um, that same kind of like clear beginning, middle, end as uh, some of the other gr graphic novels because they were basically just a collection of different issues that they squashed together and not all the issues exactly had a direct connection to mm -hmm. the ones that came before. In, in fact, if anything, like, I could almost say they were like anthologies, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, in kind of the familiar use of the term. So the term graphic novel is already muddy within itself. It, yeah, and mm -hmm. I think, but, um, and going back to what Alan Moore said, um, he is sort of the uh, arbiter on all graphic novel discourse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's interesting, though, that he has this opinion because Watchmen itself, at least, was released initially as a monthly series of 12 comic books, one released each month. And so if that is collected into one thing, and then he's like, well, this is a graphic novel, but then, you know, like I said, like Superman Volume 3, something, something is going to die, blah, 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 explosions, mm -hmm. is not, mm -hmm. then it, I feel like it, it gets even more muddy. Like, I feel like basically yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's more complicated than you think yes. over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so we, I feel like we need to, as, you know, people who are invested in defining graphic novel and comic books and their literary merit, also need to, like, do a deep dive into what exactly makes the kind of like mainstream pop culture-esque like superhero stuff or like Archie stuff, Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes mm. stuff different from the more serious ones, you know, that like are often put in like literary collections, right. you know, like it's, it's a and lot. I think <laughs> that comes down to the definition of literature itself to bring things back around. Sanjita O'Connell has an article, What is a Literary Novel? And he defines kind of main characteristics uh, that would make a novel itself literary. And he starts by saying they need to be in intellectual, that a novel is about ideas, and it needs an overarching theme, which I think many graphic novels have. And then depth is another part. Uh, so 
with that overarching theme and plot, there are then subplots. And I think that's something that also mm -hmm. comes about depending on the graphic novel. And um, like another thing is character and then finally ends with style. And I think the main difference between kind of just comic books that are like Batman and um, like Spider-Man number like 150, like <laughs> the difference between those and something that's called a graphic novel and has kind of literary merit behind it and is considered literature would be that it's intellectual. I don't think really any of the just fun comics out there go into any like deep themes. I think going into these themes and exploring ideas is really what makes something literature. And some superhero comics don't do that like a graphic novel would do. Like most superhero comics, it's just about fighting the bad guy and good versus evil. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where the line is between making something literature. Yeah, I can see, yeah, see you're drawing the line down to um, some basically simplicity and complexity. Right. Mm. So. And that, I mean, that touches on just the definition of graphic novels themselves, it touches on what we consider literary. So, I don't know, like, to wrap this up today, do you guys think graphic novels are literature? I think they can be. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to call, you know, I guess some of the more, um, you know, pop fiction-esque comic books um, that get collected, graphic novels... Um, then, yeah, then I'm definitely going to just have to say some can be. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are. I think Morgan brought up a really good point earlier about, um, you know, sort of condensing this into, like, simplicity versus complexity, mm. you know? So I'm a yes on some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, like mentioned earlier, different books themselves can be considered literature or not literature and it's just kind of a basis of the genre that they're written in mm. and what's put into the novels so I think that some graphic novels have the basic parts of literature and they're considered literature whereas some aren't and I think mm. it just comes down to their genre right yeah I, I, I'd have to agree with what you guys are saying in that there there are graphic novels out there despite the controversy around the term <laughs> that are literature and it comes down to those literary devices that are used it comes mm -hmm. down to how the artistic expression is being used basically and how it's being brought to the reader and it's a very complex question uh, but thank you guys for having this conversation with us thank you for listening and this was the are you writing podcast uh, stay tuned we'll be out with another one soon thank you again matt and morgan for uh, no coming in today thank and, you uh, uh, we hope to see you again soon goodbye bye bye bye